Good evening, Patriots, and it's the end of Friday, June 30th in the year 2023. We're entering into a long weekend. Obviously, July 1st is tomorrow, and 4th of July is falling on a Tuesday, so I don't know how your weekend's going to go. Some are going to take a long weekend. Who knows? It'll be interesting. One thing, though, try to get some good sleep and try to keep your stress down, and to do that, you're going to need products. It really helped that. And to, those types of things are the best for those are CBD products. I don't know if you know, 90% of customers that use CBD products report sleeping better. 80% report that it helps reduce stress and anxiety. And 80% feel less pain after physical activity. So you need a source. And the best source for that, in my opinion, is CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. They have over 2 million satisfied customers. And so it's one of these moments where we all get absolutely frustrated with the ridiculousness of the health system. You can go to CB Distillery and find all sorts of products. They're all packed with good healing plant compounds and the vital nutrients we need. No artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. And it's all American-grown industrial hemp, just all great. They're even endorsed in a great way by Dr. Kevin Frey, who is Mayo Clinic trained internist and preventative health specialist. So head on over to cbdistillery.com. You can use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You'll get 20% off on your order. These are great products. I use them, and my mom uses them, and they, they really are a great product overall for your body health, your well-being, and they're natural, and that's what we need to have in our kind of our medical inventory, if you will. So check it out, cbdistillery.com, promo code BARDS. I want to play a piece right off the top tonight. This is the weekend of um, heading into for the release of Jim Caviezel's new film. And so this is a nice kind of overview of it. It's about five minutes that was done by OAN. Well, there is a movie that is hitting theaters 4th of July based on a true story. It's said to expose child trafficking. Here's Bridget Bosco with more on Sound of Freedom. How long have you been doing this? 12 years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? You just saw a small clip from the trailer for Sound of Freedom coming out this 4th of July. The movie tells the story of the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, Tim Ballard, and his life's work rescuing children from the unimaginable horrors of sex slavery. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Jim Caviezel, best known for his role as Jesus in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, plays Tim in The Sound of Freedom. He spoke with me earlier this week about the impact this film had on his life. It took me two years to get over this movie. In the middle of the night, that was the hardest part, the hearing the screams. We put those screams to good use, but I want to do more. I want to end it. In addition to highlighting Ballard's journey, which began by saving one child with his own money, Sound of Freedom brings to light the shocking, horrifying reality of child sex trafficking internationally and in the United States. Unbeknownst to most Americans, no thanks to the media's deafening silence on the human rights crisis and Hollywood's refusal to touch on this topic, the numbers of children affected and dollars made at their expense are astounding. It, this is not a little 
business. This is bigger. You know how big the Super Bowl is? The NFL makes between 11 and 15 billion dollars a year with a big Super Bowl party, which sadly is a party for trafficking in, in our country. We're the biggest consumers of trafficking in child pornography. We have a porn industry that's so big, and so we continually create more and more pedophiles who get involved in this, who buy the children. So it's like an octopus with eight arms. It's something that has to be taken down immediately. It's a $152 billion a year business. 300,000 children every year in the United States are lured into the sex trafficking trade. In fact, there are more children right now that are living in slavery than the entire history of all slavery ever was. Most Americans are either in the dark or too afraid to acknowledge the reality and gravity of this abuse. More people in this world now, modern-day Christianity, are more afraid of the devil than they are of God, and they should be more afraid of God. When God tells you what to do, There is far too much at stake to keep our heads in the sand while America's children are preyed upon and reduced to sex toys for sick and perverted monsters. Caviezel challenges Americans to stand up, put pressure on distributors to show the film, and push for policies that protect children by securing the United States' sovereignty. And the United States is the biggest buyer, user of this in, in the world, a republic, the people that used to look at us and say, wow, Land of the free, home of the brave. And here we are. Last year, 85,000 children were taken in the United States, taken and disappeared in the United States that came across our border. And by the way, when you're enjoying your 4th of July party, understand this. We are no longer a United States because in order to have a country, right, you think we're a country, we're not. Because in order to have a country, you have to have borders. And we do not have a southern border. So this is what the film does when you go and watch it. Some of you will be pissed off when you watch this. You will be inspired, but you'll be a bit pissed off. Now, how can you help? Buy your tickets now. Why? Because we're not a major studio. Well, we're selling out faster than we can get theaters right now. But we need you to put the pressure on these distributors that say, hey, this is what we want to see right now. We want our eyes open. We want to give our children their freedom back on our Independence Day. This is our Concord Bridge right now in America. This 4th of July, go see Sound of Freedom, face the uncomfortable truth, and join in the fight for our children. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? For One American News, I'm Bridget Bosco. Well, Patriots, it kind of sets the tenor for tonight. Caviezel nails it when he says that people are more, Christians are more afraid of the devil than afraid of God. And that theme is why we are here, quite literally. And it's a, an unfortunate state of being. We can come up with a lot of the reasons. We know a lot of the reasons. We know that the pulpit is broken. The devil doesn't have to lure people. All the devil has to do, literally, is just wait for the church to get weak. And the church has become more than weak. It's pathetic. And so it is absolutely 
critical right now that films like this are seen to remind people of what exactly it is that this world is really about. Now, I want to read Psalm 2 tonight. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. The David King, the Messiah, the Christ, saying, Let us break apart the divine bands of restraint and cast away their cords of control from me, from us. For who sits enthroned in the heavens laughs at their rebellion. The sovereign Lord scoffs at them, and in supreme contempt he mocks them. Then he will speak to them in his profound anger and terrify them with his displeasure, saying, Yet as for me, I have anointed and firmly installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. This day I proclaim I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will assuredly give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them in pieces like earthenware. Now, therefore, O kings, act wisely. Be instructed and take warning. O leaders, judges, rulers of the earth, worship the Lord and serve him with reverence, with awe-inspired fear and submissive wonder. Rejoice, yet do not, but do so with trembling. Kiss, pay respect to the Son, so that he does not become angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath may soon be kindled and set aflame. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God are all those who take refuge in him. It is amazing to me how we live in a culture with so much pervasive fear. Last night I talked to you about what God had put before me as a vision. And I really hadn't even associated the weekend I know that the film's been out and talked about, but it's not in this last week. It's not something I've been tracking. Other than trying to get Jim Caviezel on the show, I haven't really been paying attention to the date of when his show's released. And I realized just a little bit ago that his show was actually coming out right after the weekend. So it even underlines and underscores even more what God put on my heart last night and what I shared here. And it was the vision, which has matured greatly today. See, we all want to save the children. But where is the passion to want to heal the children? And those two have to go hand in hand. I respect the efforts of everybody out there trying to save the children. Don't get me wrong. But the problem is there's no outlet. And the other problem is there's not enough people out here that truly believe that there's a problem because they're so afraid of the devil. The devil has its teeth like the dragon in station in every government and it's literally in Revelation 12 that they talk about breaking the teeth of the dragon. God's going to shatter these teeth. 
God's going to come into it and, and level the score. But at the same time, we have accountability to the problem that's here. And we should be trembling right now as a world, understanding that we are not doing our due diligence. We are not doing our job to protect these children. So I have shared this a couple times today, and I just I just committed because I had made the statement last night, and I've committed to making sure it's clear to everybody that's listening, and not to repeat and not to try to flame this up, but I just want you to be clear that what I spoke of in Fishers last night as a vision that God had given me and something I said very clearly I was going to pray on, and I did when I left the show, got everything shut down. It was about 11 o'clock, and I prayed into about 3 in the morning. And it was an active and discussion prayer, and I, I literally brought myself before the throne. But the things that I had to sort through were things like this. Like there was, a, there was a hesitation in my heart. I wanted to know why. And I realized that part of that was just a whisper of Satan to try to tell me, you can't commit to something this big. And that was, once I discovered where that was coming from, I was like, yeah, that's that's not going to work because if God's put it before me, then there has to be a yes. Now that said, and I've talked to, have had a number of people I've talked to today. And the word is always the same. When God puts something before you, you have to say yes. And I agree with that. But on this, I use a, but as a, as a, as a caution here. You have to come to the throne understanding the full magnitude of what you commit to because this is not something small. This is something that's life-changing. This is something that transforms everything you do. It's something that may call you away from family. It's something that may put you on a path of high risk. It's something that will change your life with what you see and experience. And while it's one thing to be on that point of the spear of kicking in doors and working with police officers and grabbing the kids, it's entirely another to be part of an entire vision and mission that is a campaign to not only find the children, but to establish the places where they can be healed. And healing is a complex action. Healing isn't just bringing a child in and praying on him and giving a little medical care and then out they go. These are commitments that may take you years. And they'll be some of the most demanding. Some of these children are deeply damaged. They have been raped. They have been sodomized. They have been exposed on film for the world to see. Some have been brutally tortured. Most have demons. All will likely have nightmares. They need food. They need housing. They need protective shelters, places they know refuge that they will not be taken away. They have to have the place to be nurtured, to be raised up with hope. They need food. They need an ability to be trained in, in a job. And that is the stewardship that was put before me yesterday beyond just the words. If when I said to the Lord last night at about 2.30 a.m. that I said, send me, and I agreed to it, and I said, yes, all in, to the co-mission, as Pastor Anthony stated today to me, the co-mission, meaning God is with me on this and God is with us on this. The co-mission of this is massive. 
I lay all this out because I want you to visualize this in something that everyone wants to help the children, but we're not talking about something here small. We're talking about a commitment. I want to read you something. This was a note that I sent this morning. I sent it to Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. And this is what I wrote. He said, I've been sitting on the porch in quiet prayer for the past couple of hours. The the podcast I sent you, which was the one I've just referenced from last night, Fishers, is the vision God placed on my heart. What I know is that this is a mission Father has placed before me to answer. I have said yes. Father gave me a word tonight. Whomever controls the children controls the world. The only way you will be set free is to free my children. I have never imagined leading something this massive. While it must begin small, the vision is global. It is a combination of overt and covert. It is the combination of all the knowledge and experience I have been given partnered with the gifts and talents of many. It brings together those that have served and those answering the call of Christ in this hour. This would be the greatest mission ever taken on, to dismantle a global network of evil that feeds and preys on the children and the most innocent. It would be rescue combined with healing, decentralized healing centers and kingdom safe havens married with tactical teams and intelligence cells to root out the traffickers, the financiers, the groomers, the abusers, and the users. He would operate under the authorities of heaven, at times working with law enforcement and militaries, and and at times under only the authorities of God. None of this I say casually nor lightly. Accepting the mission will change lives and directions we all walk. Funding and resources will have to be secured. I trust Father in all of that. This is the war. This is the critical node that cuts the legs out of the transnational, transgenerational criminal cabal that runs this world. I am not naive in my understanding that the odds are stacked against success. And this is the call that I have been asked to answer and to which I have said yes. Please pray on this. The reward is a revival of a nation, of the family, and the restoring of love of children and family. The hour is upon us. Patriots, this is a very big shift. and Probably it is the greatest thing I've accepted in my life. And it's the direction that everything over the coming weeks and months will slowly migrate towards. This will be the major theme of everything that goes on here. And it's not simply something passive that will go away in a year. When I made yes to this, I understood that this is a lifelong mission. And that should tell you something. Because God's made it clear it's a lifelong mission. Which means that whatever ideas people have that somehow this is going to get fixed and corrected in the next few years, military's in control, white hats are in control, whatever. That's not God's idea. This war is a long time. It's going to be decades and it's going to be a fight. And this is truly 
a place where people have to start deciding whom they serve and how you serve. There's no burden on anybody in particular, but as I say all this, because there's eagerness and there's amazing talent within the ranks, I've already experienced that just in the last 24 hours. And there's an amazing amount of passion for the children, as there should be. But as we move forward to build these networks, and we will have to build them extensively, and we'll have to lay the foundation for success, we have to know that as a child is saved, they have a place to go that will be safe and be taken care of. Not for a short haul, but for the long haul. This isn't just a roll in, get them cleaned up, get them some medical and band-aids, give them a little bit of food and kick them out the door. Not like that at all. This is a big commission. Or as Pastor Anthony says, commission. And those were the things that I took to prayer last night because I had to visualize and understand everything involved in that because to step before the throne and to say, yes, Father, I'm all in is huge. This will start small, but the, the, this is a campaign plan for the globe. And the one it's very interesting is when you look at Bard's Nation and I do, and I've looked at this in deep reverence to what Father has provided. This is a network unlike, I will say unlike few. There's very few in the world that are like this network, this fellowship. We span the globe. People are hungry for Jesus. There's been a gathering of people that have all been wandering literally in the virtual desert, trying to find a place to, to be able to connect with one another, share their love and passion for Christ, and to build up in the mightiness of the body of Christ. And God has brought that here. And 2,300 some odd episodes later, we are, we've built ways to, to come to know each other and build strength and fellowship. And we've had a couple of these things we call Bards Fest, where people can literally come to get to know each other. And people have reached out and found these networks locally. And little by little, We've built trust, strength, unity, community. We have a reach that goes across the, the shores, across the oceans. And these, this establishes places where pl flags can be planted and safe havens can be created. And there's going to be an eagerness to want to get involved. But it's important that the in accepting the commission as it goes forward, if you're going to be part of it, that you're clear on where your boundaries are and what you can contribute. I liken this to walking around Jericho. And on the seventh day, on the seventh turn, the walls fell and everybody was launched in full battle. And keep in mind, this wasn't like shooting somebody at 200 and 300 meters like we do today. This was close quarter combat with axes and mace and swords. And they ravaged that city. They, they killed every man, woman, child, and donkey. And God gave a warning not to sack the temple. Unfortunately, somebody did. And as that story evolves and Joshua was given the place as he who is in charge of all, where much is given, much is asked, the family not just the person, but the family that sacked the temple 
ultimately had to be stoned to death and all of their items burned. So I, I use this as a snapshot for something here. It's very easy to assemble, to pray, to think you want to be part of something. We're very sloppy with the words that we say these days. As a culture, I'm not accusing anybody or pointing my finger at anyone in particular because that's not my, my point here. And so if last night when I, I went to prayer on this, these were the things that were on my heart because when I said to Father, all in, everything I just talked to you about with the story of Joshua and others was heavy on my heart because that was the commitment I was making to understand that to walk into a commission like this and then to not do it or to walk away from it, there's consequences. God is not playing. And I really believe that we're in a very critical hour as a people. He is mocking his enemies. He's being prepared to judge the shepherds, Ezekiel 34. And he's already done a sifting of the churches. Several hundred thousand churches are closed now permanently since COVID-con. And those are churches that needed to be closed. But he's raising up those of the true heart of Christ. And so as we step into this, I will hope that you hear the call. But if you answer the call, answer it with time spent in prayer. Answer it with the, the understanding that you're making a commitment, not for a short time, but for a commitment for life. And it's there that this campaign finds its root and its strength. Gideon's the good story to remember as we have tens of thousands that are ready to go to war and then as God sifts them with questions and then the test of what to drink, Gideon's army is reduced to 300, but they're mighty, they're obedient, and they truly understand the power of God. So this is a very critical hour, for me anyway, and it's one I'm sharing with you because it includes all of us, and it includes as many as want to be part of this. And there's a lot of eagerness. I've had a lot of conversation. I've had people asking, do we want to, how about if we connect with this person or that person or that group? And all in good time. But hear this as well. God gave this tasking before me to bring to Bard's Nation. And we're not redoing something. This is something bigger and more complete. The stress is the same. Not only must the children be rescued, but they must be healed. That balance must occur because otherwise they just get siphoned right back into the system. And the objective here is not only to heal them, but to restore them so they become mighty soldiers in God's army. And the objective overall, the singular most critical aspect is to cut the legs out of this cabal, to leave it paralyzed incapable of operating because again whomever controls the children controls the world that passage alone struck me so powerfully last night it came it came in two waves one right at the end of chat and then later in prayer as i sat in prayer through the evening and it was powerful 
because it's it was an obvious statement that I had missed over years of doing this. My mom tells a story that goes back to 2012 where I was talking about child sex trafficking as a major problem in this nation. And she says openly, she says, I, I heard you, but I couldn't believe it. It just didn't make sense. Today, her eyes are open. She understands that this is a massive problem. That was 11 years ago. It took 11 years to move to that point. This is a very real problem. And so when I read this and said, whomever controls the children controls the world, it was like a light bulb went on. And I started to look around everything. God gave me new eyes to see. And were they profound indeed? You start to look around and see the emphasis of, a, of going after the children, the systematic breaking down of the family, the grooming that's going on, the abortion that continues, the abortions plural that continue, the child sex trafficking that is continuing to grow massively globally. And we see this explosion of satanic events, events and the openness of this pervert culture that's out here in the open. And we say, where did it come from? When I read those words, whoever controls the children controls the world, I know in my heart where it comes from. It comes from their control of the children. Our job is to protect the innocent. Our job is to nurture and protect the children. They are gifts from heaven. And at this moment in time, we're not getting a good grade, probably approaching an F. But all that can change. And it can change greatly as we step in because it needs to be we the people that step in. We want to pray to God and say, fix this, but that's not the way this is working. This is a problem that happened on our watch, not on Father's watch, but our watch. We had been given the authorities and have been given the authorities to have dominion over all evil, to step on snakes and scorpions. And that commission continues with things like heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Even the whole idea of healing in the churches, which is fundamental. Where is it? Too many churches shy away from it. They think that it's some sort of like, I don't know, witchcraft or something. Strange spirituality. It's fundamentally what we're told that we need to do. And so as we roll this vision out and we start to see it, and you imagine that there's places scattered all over the world in the bigger vision, places that are tagged, maybe someone suggested last night, something like see a black flag with B-O-W on it and you know that it's a safe place. Think Underground Railroad. Places that children if know that they can come and be safe doors that are open. It's all faith-centered. And you have the capacity in each of these locations to, to heal with prayer, with intercessors and deliverance teams. And it's not a question. It's not a, it's not a show. This is the, the real deal. Leaning into the Holy Spirit and taking the blessings. These are people that have worked in this space and committed their life to this space some are there all the time, some are there part of the time. This is a place where the meals that are cooked and shared, there's animals and farm activities going on to teach children and get children back to being human and 
safe again, an opportunity for them to live out perhaps a bit of childhood that has been stolen. There's going to need to be counseling capacity within these each of these places. It doesn't have to be all the time, but you have to think about this because these children are going to need spiritual guidance and counseling. They're going to need role models of strong men and role models of loving and strong mothers. Again, one of the great gifts that happens in this is the roles of the men and women are reset in, the, in this process. Families are restored and the, the value of families and the love of children is elevated. And in the beginning, it's going to be strange. People are going to look at you with cross-eyed and go like, what are you doing? It's not that bad. And you can just say, you're right. It's worse than you've ever imagined. And it's going to be those that are healed and brought through this that will become greater testimony to opening the eyes of the many more. There has to be a way to tell these stories, and that goes to the whole model that God put on my heart at the beginning of the year to create county-by-county podcasting stations and county-by-county intelligence cells that are gathering and collating information from their local area to start to understand how the network works and how the movement of things work and identifying those anomalies that ultimately lead to the prize of those that are behind the exploitation or the financing or the abuse or trafficking of kids. There has to be a fearlessness because you're stepping into places where at times you're going to identify that those culprits wear a uniform and a badge. And that's not going to make you a popular subject. And the community has to be strong enough and virulent enough that as those attacks come, the community has to work like a brood of vipers and respond back with a viciousness, more like a pride of lions, because the vipers will be there. And there has to be a humility and a meekness in the warriors because we can never know exactly what the enemy knows and we have to be prepared for an enemy that will do anything. Remember, we're taking away their power. The one thing that gives them control of this world is the children. This is the greater commission. This is the mission ahead. And it stays in such a presence in mind that everything in our lives begins to pivot and work for this. It extends what you're doing into being a voice of God. You you become an influence of Jesus. You become, as a group, you become a new church, the real church. And this is where we build bridges with the community and awaken people. And the more we do that, the more resources happen. But at the end of the day, this, is, this world has to change. We're at a point right now of total breakdown. France is on fire. You're seeing a vision of, of what the world is that they want, a constant and perpetual civil war where institutions break, the government breaks, and what's left on the streets are those in chaos, rioting, burning, stealing, leaving a country cowering in fear. It's there that the demons and Satan smile and have the greatest amount of fun. And under the cover of all this craziness in France, I guarantee you, children are being taken and snagged and sacrificed. This is a mission for the strong at heart a mission that hears what Jim Caviezel says. And understanding that 
if God tells you and leads you in this, there is only one answer. Just make sure your heart is clear and you understand what that mission is, what it will entail, and what he's asking you to do. I don't really know that you can set terms with God. You can try. You can tell him you can do this and not that. Maybe that'll work. I don't walk that way. And I'm not making any judgment on those that do or walk a different way. But if God puts something on my heart and I say all in, I don't know what that means, but I know it means that anything he needs me to do in this mission, I shall do. We will not save this world. And however you want to look at this biblically or scripturally, I'm at a place right now where I... I'm not trying to fit the Bible to the place where we are. I'm trying to use the wisdom of the Bible to be led as God leads, to have that underneath me so that wherever God points, that becomes the framework in which I see the world through a biblical lens. Too many are trying to see the world through their own eyes or their own heart needs, their emotions, or worse, trying to fit what's in Scripture to make what's happening out here marry up, to try to explain these events based in this is what we've heard and to try to make it all fit into a perfect puzzle. We have a tool in our hand, the field manual. It's the manual of war. That is the Bible. And there we have everything we need to be victorious over this enemy. So I don't waste my time arguing about, is this the end of days? Is this is this the moment when Christ is going to return? Is this is this revelation that we're in? What chapter is that? What line is that? Look at this that's happening. That correlates to this. I'm not wasting my time with that. Because all of that may be a good mental exercise or maybe it's something that gives you comfort. I don't know. But what I know is every second we do that, we fail at our other missions and commissions that God has put before us. And every one of us will have a commission if we're opening up to him. And if we're not doing those, and then we wonder sometimes, I mean, why isn't the world changing? We're in a very amazing moment, on a moment where truly the world is at a vulnerable point, or I should say those that rule the world are at a vulnerable point. They know it. They're being exposed. And there's a ravenous desire for kids. Take a look, pay attention. Abortions still are happening, though perhaps they're down some, but they're still happening. The sacrifices with children that took the vax are continuing to happen. Children that are being indoctrinated into the schools that are getting themselves genitally, genitally mutilated or taking drugs to sterilize them, that is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to Baal and Moloch. And then there's the satanic ritual abuse and, and sacrifice. Then there's the trafficking and the predators. And then we fly a flag, the pedophile flag, around the world, letting every freak and pedophile know that this is now your new home, that these, those in power, the pedophiles rule the, noose, the, the roost. And so we like to sometimes visualize or fantasize about a great uprising that will occur to overthrow this government, and yet nothing happens. But I do know this, and I think we all know this in truth. When the reality of the children becomes known, it's game over for them. So everything that we put into the awareness and building the awareness and developing the hard 
provable facts, the intel, the network maps, and the tactical to free them and the networks to bring the children into to heal every and to restore every part of that is as important as the next. There's not one thing more important than the other. And so again, that takes time to pray, to clarify. But when you come into that and you look at that and you say, yeah, it has to be done. Father says, here, would you accept? Of course, send me. I accept, Father. There's going to be, this is, a, is this awakening a giant? I may say it that way. A powerful monster that lives within us. It's not a bad one. This is, this is the mightiness of the lion that's coming out. It should anyway. And there's roles for everybody. Too much hype is placed on that cool guy stuff. Kicking in doors, wearing body armor, being on that front point of the spear of grabbing and snatching, snatching the child out of the jaws of, of the moment of humiliation or rape or abuse. Taking down the bad guy. Those are all good things. But that's the smallest part of this entire operation. The greatest part, the biggest, largest, the most resource-driven is the place where the children begin anew. It's the place where they're restored. It's a place where they are healed. It's a place where they're rebuilt and they're brought back up. But let me tell you, when you take someone like that and you raise them up in the body of Christ, you're developing a next generation of warrior that is so intense, so committed, so ferocious that the devil himself will shake. So in this hour, the reflections that we have on so many things, on this weekend as we head into 4th of July, I'd encourage you to take this all to prayer. If you're called, begin to take notes. Pay attention to where God leads you and shows you. We're going to start putting these pieces together over the coming months. It will move slower than some like. It'll move faster than some are comfortable with. It'll go directions that not everybody will agree with. But I've seen the vision that God's placed before me. I know that as we walk this, he will never leave us. He will be with us each and every step. It will take wise counsel to wage war. And that goes for each and every person. But the kingdom of heaven is taken by violence and violent men take it by force and claim the prize. And we will claim the prize of victory on earth. So on this 4th of July, heading into this 4th of July weekend, consider the commission. Take it deep to prayer. See what God shows you. Things are about ready to get real. More so than they've been for a long time. But there is a time and a place for all things, and there's a reason everybody is here that I'm convinced with. And nothing has happened by accident, and everything is by intention of God's hand. And that should make every person here listening feel tremendously empowered. Because whatever you are doing, wherever part you are of this, God wants you here. And that speaks volumes to where he's putting his eyes for this fight. Let's pray. Father, 
We're blessed and humbled tonight as we bring ourselves before the throne. We open our hearts and just speak truth. And so, Father, as I speak my truth tonight, let this truth resonate with others as they speak their own. As we unite in this discussion about truly saving and healing the children. This is one of these tasks that's enormous in scope. And what we understand, it's be very clear, it cannot happen without you, Lord. So as I have done today on several occasions, and as I did yesterday or earlier this morning, I've put myself before you to say all in. This is a great commission. Humbled, joyous, rejoicing in the fact that you've brought it before me, and hopefully all those that here will be as equally energized and encouraged. Something that you know that in this hour, you're part of, you've been called to be part of in such a tremendous way that everything we do now has task and purpose for a singular object to save and heal the children. Father, tonight we pray into the needs and the, and the resources to begin this path. We equally pray in for the confirmations for all those that are seeking confirmation or the word to guide them. We pray for the wisdom that you can bring and to download that wisdom into each person whose heart is called. Not a big picture of everything, but a, a next step at the very least. A direction and an understanding of an azimuth to begin the walk as we step into this great commission. And let it be truly a great commission. A unity of walk with you and I and you and each person in such a profound way that we're now standing up an army an army that has an unbelievable level of compassion and love for the children. A resilience and a resolve to be able to take this over time, the commitment truly from the heart. Integrity and ethics and morals rooted deeply in the ideas of moral law and the Bible, your word. And with that, this mighty strength of both a willingness if necessary, to wield the sword of steel while ultimately leading always with the sword of Scripture and the sword of the Spirit. So, Father, on this eve before we head into this longer weekend, pray, we pray, and we pray for the clarity and the confirmations, the understandings of roles and tasks and where we each fit. And may the awakening of this army begin in what will truly be one of the most epic operations in the history of mankind. Let these words be a benchmark, a reminder to come back to, to remind us as we go farther down this path, to inspire when the heart gets darkened, and to remind us that we heard what you said, Father. And as we move forward, to be able to look back and realize the magnificence of your vision that you shared with us, to be able to look around in those future points and to see how much it has grown and expanded and how the limits are only put there by us, that there is no limit when it comes to you. So guide us in these hours, Father. Bless us with your wisdom. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father... 
has spoken. I've said yes, and the door is open. The question is, will you walk in? We'll see. It's all good. But this is the next step, an important one, and what an appropriate weekend to do it on. A weekend heading in to our celebration of our nation, a time when we're in a process of deconstruction and rebirth. And that there is where this operation begins, from the bedrock of the dream of a nation, from the bedrock of a dream of healing children, and the marrying those two together to reestablish the greatness of America through the love and compassion of the children led by the mighty men and women of the Most High. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, hope you have a very blessed weekend. I'll see you Sunday night. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel.